We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. survived the so, weather delay weather delay man i don't you know winter's back momentarily heater's back on <laughs> my my furnace is just like what are you doing to me what are you yeah. doing am i blowing cold air or hot air i'm getting pissed <laughs> yeah yeah it's a little confusing uh that little was a, confusing. That was a, a wild game for a lot of reasons yeah i'm excited to to uh you know talk more about how we really know nothing uh talk more <laughs> about how about a local olathe kansas guy and courtney ford and uh Maybe uh maybe a certain head coach going slip and sliding. I don't know. Oh man. <laughs> we will talk about the uh the spin and the fall. Woo! It was uh it was something. Uh well, it was classic. Did you see the uh, I we'll get into it. I yes, I could go we, on right now. I could take off. We'll have a whole segment about the Peter spin and the Peter fall. Been uh, laughing for like fifty <laughs> hours. I've been laughing so hard. But first, if you have not yet left us a, uh, a rating or review, a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts and a review on Apple Podcasts, make sure you go leave us the five-star rating and review. Uh, we'll yep. read your reviews on air if you do, and uh, we appreciate it. helps other people find us. Uh, but let's, you know, there, there's a number of things that we want to talk about today. Um, the 0-0 game obviously did not turn out how we predicted. Basically, every prediction I said uh, was wrong. But... Uh, Bye. <laughs> you said three goals from us i was I like we're two. definitely gonna score and voinovich will just, get a first oh my lord i'm telling you 10 minutes into this game i turned to my my people and i'm like this is gonna end nil nil isn't it like you just kind of, it just felt gross it felt well, like it was gonna happen so also not to not to backtrack on on my prediction a little bit but i will say oh boy when i made my 3-1 prediction and i was like yeah we're gonna score and all that, i didn't expect and maybe this is on me for not looking it up. I did not expect 50 mile an hour winds mm. and thunderstorms and all sorts of crazy shit that was happening. Cause, uh, when it I was, was walking, windy. it was, it was very windy when I was walking in the stadium, I was like, this is not going to be easy. Uh, especially for a team like sporting KC that has relied on the long balls and the switches quite yeah. a lot this year. I was so. like, do I wear a hat and risk losing that hat? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and then trash was ending up on the field. That's how you know it's windy when people's, oh, it was bad. Uh, you know, season ticket member scarf trash is blowing across the field. Now, 
did you guys stick out the rain delay or no? No, we it was like 15 minutes left in the game, right? Yeah. So yeah, we were like, mm, we waited for a second, and then we saw a lot of other people leaving, and I was like, well, let's see if we can get home before it ends, you know? So we watched the rest at home. Right. Yeah. It uh, it ended up being like 45 minute delay. Yeah. Which sucked because I guess there there's like a number of conditions that have to be met in order for uh the game to be restarted like there can't be any lightning within whatever it is eight miles and then the storm has to be moving away from the stadium and then something a third thing has to happen to i don't even know they were trying to explain it and i was like this is gonna who is explaining well the the communications team for sporting case oh, we're up in the press box yeah so <laughs> they were explaining it to you guys and you were just like i i don't know it's kind of cold if we could just get this thing going <laughs> <laughs> they felt bad. They're like, sorry, it's league policy. Like all these three things have to happen and it sucks. And they apologize to you. Yeah. No one apologized to the fans. <laughs> <laughs> what well, the it's, it's hilarious. Cause so they were telling people like the lightning happens and that's why it's, it wasn't the rain. It was the lightning that, that was the delay. Um, and so they're telling people, and I'm trying to find the tweet now. Cause I was cracking up where they were like, uh, please leave the stands and take shelter under the concourse. And then this person who I can't find the tweet now, but they tweeted, oh, yeah. they're like, here's the concourse. And it was just like a goddamn waterfall yeah. just like of water. Just buckets of water, like concourse. nonstop stream. Yeah. It, uh, so, well, uh, for this game, I, I went, I, they had the ticket package for college night and you could pick your college scarf and uh, season ticket members were, since they already have tickets, obviously were able to buy scarves separately. So I, of course, I was like, what better year? to get that KU one, man. And uh, turns out season ticket members will not get those scarves till like a month. You know, they got to take care of the people who bought the ticket package first. And I'm like, okay, I get that. But then I got a little, a little pompous. I was like, I'm a season ticket member. Where's my scarf? (laughs) That is kind of rough. It's, it's different. Now, am I hurt? No. Am I going to be inconvenienced? Not at all. I, I was just like, I spent my money. I want it now, you know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I get it. I mean, but I'm not over here bashing the front office or nothing. It's just, it was interesting to, to hear. I mean, yeah. I So part of it could be just the global supply chain issues. Like things are still all sorts of messed that is up an or issue. whatnot. I can so. no longer buy ammonia inhalants. What's that about? <laughs> um. So I don't know. It's, but it, it is a little odd. So, but it's cool that you're getting one. So. Yeah, better cool. late than never, I suppose. But uh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. So, one of the interesting things about this game uh, that I think we all thought going into it, and this was sort of reflected in my prediction, is I think we all thought that we probably were going to see a number of changes in the starting lineup, and I think a lot of people thought that we probably were going to see a change at striker. We didn't think that Kyrie <laughs> Shelton was probably going to start at striker. We were like, okay, now clearly is when Nikola Vojnovic is uh, is going to step in, and he's had some time with the team, and he you know, he had a start or two, but let's see what he can do. And uh, wouldn't you know it, Kyrie Shelton right there in the starting lineup. Same front three. Uh, we did have Uri Rosell back in the midfield, so we had a midfield trio of Roger, Uri, and Remy Voltaire, which is a mm-hmm. pretty defensive-minded midfield. And then the back four of Ndenbe, EC, Courtney Ford, and Graham Zusi. So Courtney Ford was the lone change, but I kind of expected more changes in the starting lineup. I don't know about you. I did. Uh, cool to see Uri back in there. Uh, seemed to be pretty solid from what I saw. Uh, obviously, the biggest standout is Courtney Ford. He he got his shot, and he took it. And 
you know, might be seeing more of him as he made MLS team of the week this week. So mm-hmm. shouts to him, but, uh, I don't know, man. Peter and Kyrie must have uh, have a deal <laughs> going on. I don't know what it is, but uh, Peter likes him, and maybe Voinovich isn't showing enough to really claim that spot right now. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough. We did get a lot of questions about it. We'll go through some of them later. I mean, Shelton, there was a set piece where he got a head on it, and he and he forced uh, Eloy Room to dive to his left to make a save that was on target. Uh, decent chance, not the world's best header, definitely not a bad header. Uh, that was really his only opportunity in the game. I think there was a, a play earlier in the game where they were on a fast break and he just mishit a pass out to Johnny Russell on the right side that probably was a, a, a pretty botched pass that, that could have been a good opportunity. So I feel bad. Uh, you know, there still are some moments and I'm not sitting here trying to be like the world's biggest Kyrie defender because I think at this point I want to see Voinovich or or something up up in uh, in the striker position. Hell, Daniel Shallowy at striker and put Zionis uh, or Janis, however you say his name, uh, on left wing. Just just try something because clearly the offense is, is stagnant. But there are still some things that Shelton does where I'm like, okay, that's why Peter has him out there. Where like he's winning balls that other strikers wouldn't win. He's using his body in very physical ways. But it gets to a point where it's like, that's all well and good, but we got to score goals. And it's not happening. Yeah. I, change will come. I feel like it's some experimentation will happen. Um, and I, I have said, like, I don't want to make any rash judgments till the end of May. If things are bad at the end of May, then I'll be you know very scared, very sad. But right now, after this game, I, I've, I don't know. It seemed like an opportunity. And you can't blame the weather. I mean, Peter didn't. The players didn't. They didn't blame the weather. Um, it just it felt like an opportunity to get three points, especially at home. You didn't score. We we might be in trouble, man. We might not have the talent to go toe-to-toe with other teams in this league. And I'm just saying that now. It's a might. Yeah. I'm not ready to sell. I desperately think we need Gotti Keen to back, but I don't think that solves all the issues. I think that definitely mm-hmm. helps with the creativity. Like, we just have no creative mindset in the attack right now. Like, so much, so much of it is just long switches, long balls. You know, we're getting a lot of possession, but, like, half right. of it's just cycling the ball along the back four. Like there's and just... Johnny eventually takes on a guy or two and does something cool, but it's like you can't rely on that every time. Right. Johnny was the only – there were two bright spots, I thought, in this game. Courtney Ford being the first and, and biggest bright spot because I think he had an absolutely fantastic game. And we'll talk about a couple of the, the, the key plays that he had uh, here in, in just a minute. But then Johnny. Johnny was the only one who was doing anything offensively that really gave Sporting any sort of a chance. And and he looked a little bit like vintage 2017 Johnny Russell at times where he's like trying to split defenders and cut in from the mm-hmm. right side or whatnot. But this team is not at its best when Johnny has to do everything himself. And Daniel got some shots off too. I mean, it's like, he's trying, you know, it's not mm-hmm. like Daniel's non-existent over there. And I'm sure he's like, damn, I just had this amazing year last year. Like yeah. what is going on with me? I need to get it together. And maybe it's the, maybe it is the weather. Maybe it needs to warm up and things will be better. I like Ndenbe a lot. I thought Ndenbe did a pretty good sure. job at left back. He can push up in the attack. He he and Daniel have a a, a little bit of a good thing going there at times when when seems uh, like it. Ndenbe overlaps and and whatnot. So uh, I think that I I 
Volder had to come in um, in what oh, the yeah. third minute because EC's face got broken. Um, See, that's. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's not funny, but we say someone says he has a broken face. I'm just like, well, come on. Is it like an orbital bone? Is it the the nose? What what happened? Your jaw? <laughs> I think it was. Uh, was it? Um, I'm gonna butcher his name, but um, Igbakemi uh, was the the crew player who kind of undercut EC yeah. and EC. Is that not a foul header. on him? It it should have been. I don't remember if it was yeah. called a foul or not. But nothing um, was called a foul. This guy was a joke. Well, yeah, Bazakos was just an absolute trash can of a... Bizarro Bazakos. Just absolute garbage. It was um, bad because there were even times a ball was kicked away, and that's delaying a start. Uh, that's an automatic yellow. They've tried twice. to set... Yeah, they've tried to set the standard that that's a yellow every time. It happened Where the once. the fuck was it? It happened once, and I was like, okay, like, maybe kind of, sort of, you could make the argument that it was, like, right after the whistle blew it's like he didn't have time to pull up but then there was a second time down near the cauldron where a dude just like booted the ball like way the hell up in the air and like peter lost his mind because he was like that's a yellow card by the book that is a yellow card it was after the whistle he's delaying the restart and bazakos was just like all he did was talk to him right he was just like no more right it's like are you kidding me dude talk to your referee brethren they have all established And they've all established that this is the yellow card when that happens. The league even said, we are going to be better about making that a thing this year. Mm-hmm. And it, it ends with Bazakos, dude. Like, what a joke of a referee. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, he was terrible. No, he was a trash can of a referee. Like, he yeah. was bad. So, Man, I wish he would have taken a little a little uh, twist, <laughs> twist and fall, you know? Volder <laughs> uh, had to come on in the fifth minute. So, we, we people... That was one of the other things that people have been screaming for over the last however many weeks is let's see a couple of different center backs. And uh, we got them. <laughs> we got a couple of different <laughs> right away. Uh, you know, EC, just an update from Ali Trost from a few days ago. This is the latest at the time of recording. Uh, she says that, you know, I'm told that he was taken to the hospital for further evaluation. He left the field after a head collision, was bleeding, and was being evaluated by the med staff for a concussion slash possible broken bone in the face. So... Hopefully he's okay. Uh, we probably aren't going to be seeing him for a little while, is my guess. Right. Um, so it'll be well, interesting to see now what happens. Head so- injuries are no joke. I mean, they, they got to take all the precautions, the concussion protocol, just, just like NFL stuff. You know, it's going to mm-hmm. take a little time. So this was an interesting test for Peter right off the bat. For his What's convic- that? for wet, when, when, wet turf when, and dress shoes, or what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> when when EC got hurt, this was a test of his conviction because clearly he was trying to make a point and saying, "I don't like what I'm seeing from Fontas because he put Courtney Ford in on the right side and he moved EC to the left. Uh, Fontas is normally a left-footed center back or the left left side center back. So EC gets hurt in the third minute and is down for a couple minutes. He looked to his bench and he goes, "Okay, I got Fontas, who's." the left center back. I've got Volder. He was like, Volder, get in there. You haven't, you haven't really started. You've played for like 10 minutes. Uh, we're not playing Fontos today. And so he sent in a guy who, you know, he had a couple of bad giveaways at, at times, but I don't think it was obviously the plan to have Volder play 85 plus minutes in that game. Mm-hmm. All in all, I think Volder and Courtney Ford did pretty well together clearly courtney ford was the star of the game earning mls team of the week honors i mean he had what was it in uh like the the 15th minute um 
he had potentially, I mean, you could argue now, a game-saving slide when uh, Barry for Columbus was played through um, a, a fantastic ball and Courtney ran across the field and just had, it was like, it felt like it was in slow motion to me watching it. It was down at the south stand end. It, it felt like the world's longest slide, and he just kept going along with the ball and perfectly stopped it and prevented a shot from from being taken. And he did it yeah. again later in the game. He had two like game saving slides. One was like right on the line, uh, down by the cauldron too, I believe. So, dude, really it's a good big player. deal. Yeah, dude's a really good player. Uh, you know, he also if he follows you on Twitter, check and see. He'll probably unfollow you afterwards uh, <laughs> to make sure he got your follow back. But. <laughs> you don't have personal Sorry. experience or anything. I, I just had to i just had to throw it out there the dude's hustling to be a, a social media <laughs> giant you know um that's all right just, i'll probably get a dm later so yeah probably there you go um <laughs> it's courtney ford slides those were the biggest moments of the game the other biggest moments of the game came in the 42nd minute it was just before halftime Volder plays a fantastic over-the-top ball to Remy Voltaire into the box. And Remy Voltaire gets hit by Pedro Santos running from behind in the penalty box, taken down. Now, Bazakos pointed for a goal kick. VAR supposedly took a look and decided, nope, that is not a penalty. Goal kick, play on. What are your thoughts? I mean, you watched the replay, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was... It was soft, but I feel like he still altered Remy's motion, mm-hmm. altered his play. Like Remy had him beat, and then like a little contact happened from behind. And I, I mean a little. It mm-hmm. wasn't much, but that still ought to be a penalty. Yes. So when I saw it live, I granted I'm you know, I'm in the press box, so I'm almost at like the opposite corner of the field. When I saw it live and everyone went crazy, my first thought was, eh, I don't know. I think everyone went crazy because that's what fans do. But my first thought was, feels like that that might have just been Remy going down. I watched the replay. He definitely gets touched. It's right on that border of like shoulder to shoulder versus like does, does Pedro hit him from behind. I agree with you. I think it's soft it's not a stone cold penalty i don't i'm gonna get probably some flack for this i don't necessarily think it's like so egregious that it's like a clear and obvious error that it's worth signaling down for a replay and again i've said this before i try to think about if roles were reversed what would i think if that was a sporting kc defender i think we'd all out there being like he 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 flopped. He went down too soft. Not a sure. penalty. Yeah. Now, if they had given the penalty, I also I wouldn't be complaining either, and I would have said the same thing. It's not a clear and obvious enough error that they should have signaled down for review. I think it's just one of those that could go either way. I am a little taken aback by how many people are like so dead set convinced that that's a penalty, and how could that ever be a missed call? I mean, even Jacob Peterson, who we both respect the hell out of Jacob Peterson's thoughts, like on the broadcast, mm-hmm. I went back and listened to what he said, and he was like. I have no idea what's going on right now. Like that's, I don't understand why that's not getting looked at. So mm-hmm. that gave me pause and I'm like, okay, what am I missing? So I think, yeah, maybe it technically should have been a penalty, but I don't think it's the worst missed call I've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's a good way to put it. Probably should have been a penalty, but also not the worst missed call. 
I think it's exacerbated by the fact that Bazakos had such a dumpster fire of a game otherwise that it's just like one more thing on top of it. That's true. I, you know, oh, you want to, back in the day, you'd feel bad for certain referees and stuff like that. <laughs> but when something happens so many times, it's like, what, what are you doing, man? What are you doing out here? It took him forever to pull out a yellow card and it just, you know. He, Unreal. I don't know what he was doing. He finally got like applause from the crowd when he finally pulled out a yellow card to give to yeah. Columbus. Everyone was pumped. Just absolutely terrible. So, I don't know. It was it was a rough game. It ends 0-0. Nobody really has much of a chance Yawn. to do anything. I mean, the other moment is... 0-0 you know, sucks, dude. It just sucks. It does you suck. Just, it's such a bore. You, you just hate it. Yeah. Janice came on in the second half, and in the 63rd minute, I, I liked this from him. He got fouled uh, deep in Columbus's territory uh, toward the south stand, and he took a really quick restart, and Daniel just yeah. taps to him down the left side, and then Janice cuts it back into Daniel, and, and Daniel can't quite get the shot off. There's a loose ball. Like That was potentially the most exciting offensive moment in the game. Dude. Just real heads-up play from Janice to take it the way he did. That quick start was everything. It was just, you had no, you had no time to be like, oh, okay, he got, oh shit. Oh, where are we going? <laughs> and like credit to Daniel for like instantly just like tapping it. Like he, he was right on it too. And he played Johnny's forward. And then um, Daniel tried to go near post on uh, Columbus keeper, Eloy room yeah. and just couldn't quite do it. But you know, yeah, that was well covered. I, I just tell you though. Hey, little positive nil nil at home. Hey, at least it wasn't 1-1 at home, okay? We kept a clean sheet. The defense was spectacular, but it was Columbus, who's mm -hmm. struggling just as much as we are. We held them to 0 0.7 XG, so a very good defensive game, especially with yeah, some... Their XG was higher than ours. That was That's, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> we had a 0 0.3 XG. <laughs> exactly. With our basically full complement of starting attackers that are available to us for this year. So that's what I'm saying, man. I don't have a lot of hope right now. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in this next month. This offense right now, like I hate to say it, but like the offense is broken. It's not yeah. working. Something has to change. Like I get a little annoyed with Peter being, or with people being like, Peter's run out of ideas. When's he ever going to change the formation? Cause we went over this last week. We've played three different formations this year. Like, right. the formation is not the problem. Right now, honestly, the, the problem is just it's a combination of form and confidence and just we don't have, apparently, a striker on the roster who has that killer mentality that can put the ball in the back of the net. We don't have a true number 10, which, not to toot my own horn, but that was something that I was a little worried about all throughout the offseason. I'm like, okay, we got Gatti Kinda, but I'd really like another number 10. You know, once yeah. we got rid of Gianluca Buzio, it was like, we don't really have another 10 on the roster that can naturally slide up there. And we're really seeing a severe lack of creativity. That Gadi Kinda will help a bit, but um, Janis definitely brings some when he gets in there. Although, did you see after the game, Peter was asked about the, uh, the sub bringing Janis in there. And it was a weird answer because he said the team was playing very well. The team was in great rhythm when I made the sub, but I made the sub because Uri couldn't go anymore. He hasn't been playing. Actually, the team wasn't as fluid when I brought him on as it was prior to that. The team lost momentum a little bit. So I don't know if that's a dig at Janice. I don't think it is. Uh, unintentional, but, maybe. 
it's just I I think it's intended to be more of you know Uri was kind of really being that good connection between um, the mid, the back line and or what, I mean but clearly it wasn't that good because zero point three xg right. I just Janis and Johnny Russell are really the only two who are having any sort of creative spark offensively so I feel like you got to find a way to get Janis on the field offensively and at this point Kyrie. You know, I wrote an article a couple years ago I talked about where, like, even though Kyrie wasn't scoring goals, he was opening up goals for a lot of other players. That's not happening right now. So if he's not doing that, then there's not a point in keeping him in the starting lineup at this moment. So I would say bring in Voinovich, but I don't know what's going on. I don't know if Peter's not seeing something in practice from Voinovich that he wants to see. I don't know if he's seeing something in practice from Kyrie that he loves. I I don't know, but I feel like something's got to change offensively. So something's got to change, man. Absolutely. Those that's the, that's the theme. Yeah. It's, um, it's tough. I mean, on the penalty, Peter's probably going to get hit in the pocketbook a little bit more. Cause he said, it's a penalty kick. If that's not a penalty kick, I don't know what a penalty kick is. And I don't know soccer. I don't know how you run into the back of a guy, especially his legs, not just his upper body. And you reach out a little bit to grab. He did not dive. No chance. When I say it doesn't get reviewed, and what I mean by that is I'm not saying the VAR person didn't review it. I'm saying that they didn't bring the referee over to have a look at it to make his final decision. There's a flaw in that. If I'm the referee, I want to see it. It's so simple. I don't understand. I can't understand. I got a, I got a funny, quick, uh, funny quick side bit here. Uh, if you're going to foul a guy near the box, make sure it's outside of the box, right? right? Like that's a, that'd be a smart foul. It's a respectable foul. Sure. It's like in basketball fouling when you have fouls to give and won't send them to the line or something. Right. Uh, Wednesday. Oh my God. This piece of, this piece of trash, uh, nutmeg me. Oh. I got, Oh yeah. It's never fun. Right. And I'm like, okay, he's one of the most athletic guys on their team. I'm not. So I pulled him down. <laughs> <laughs> So I, I, you know, I grabbed his arm, arm barred him, you know, and I just, uh, he went to the ground, kind of slid and whatever. And I was like, I turned to the ref and I'm like, well, that's a yellow. And he didn't, he didn't give me a yellow. I was just like, yeah, I was like, let me do your job for you. Like he's, he's through on goal. I pulled him right outside the box. That's a yellow card. So good to know that there's trash referees everywhere. <laughs> Sounds like you could be an MLS referee. Yeah. The dude laughed. The referee laughed. And I was like, I'm not kidding. Like that's, that's the <laughs> law. No one else is behind me. I wasn't about to get beat. <laughs> well, I mean, so it was close enough to being a penalty that MLS actually put up on their website. Like the, you make the call, is this a penalty or not? So, you know, they could have also just been trying to get content, but I don't know. Rough game. Zero, zero. We get a point. It's, um, I mean, our favorite moment, though, I think, from the game, we alluded to this. It was in the 49th minute. Uh, Peter was frantically signaling to push the attack farther up the field. The ball was just being cycled around on the back line. He was not happy. (laughs) Something happened. He pirouettes and then just sniper falls to the ground inexplicably. And it's, uh, it's probably one of the funniest things I've seen in a Sporting KC game maybe ever. Oh my God, dude. It's just, I probably watched it 10 times in bed that night and, (laughs) and was just wheezing. I was just, (laughs) just losing it. Like Snidely Whiplash's uh, dog, you know, (laughs) it's, and he, dude, it's the slide for me afterwards. It's when he falls, he's like on a slip and slide going backwards. Oh mama. 
it was, it was just so funny because you text me after you see it and you're like we're literally dying in bed because we're laughing so hard and i forget exactly what you said but you're like how mad do you have to be to one do a full 360 degree spin like after you swing your arm around and then to have spun around so fast that you fall down flat on the ground granted the grass a little wet at that point but still like bro we all have dress shoes that like you should not maybe maybe not wear in the restaurant kitchen or something because you're gonna fall you know Mm -hmm. he must have had those shoes on because he was so mad and just went i'm gonna spin around and he just kind of goes (laughs) (laughs) i mean he almost like does like a slapping motion it was like he was doing his will smith on chris rock impression he like slaps the air so hard but then there was no chris rock to receive it so he just spun around and fell down everyone needs to pull this up right now because it's the stumble for me too it's the spin and then it's it's like slow motion it's just like like a tree falling down like tried to catch himself and was like it's not happening and this has beat the fuck off fuck off okay fuck off like this beats that by a mile we've gotten some good good gifts from peter over the years it's uh, oh my god he has to be angry as hell like now he's more angry he was angry then (laughs) to cause that then he got up and he's like wonder if the camera saw that (laughs) so i didn't see it live i saw someone tweet about it they're like peter got so mad he just spun around and fell to the ground and i'm like what is happening and then so good i went and i found the video that an account had, had tweeted out so we shared it too and i was just like i cannot believe that this is a thing that actually happened oh buddy laughter is the best medicine and like it causes this euphoric feeling Let's just say I'm so happy. <laughs> it's so good. So, you know, it was, uh, that's, that's a moment of, 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 you know, levity, I guess, from this game. You know, then we had the 45 minute delay. It, I put up a you, video, what it was. You didn't from, stick around afterwards. I, I, I stuck around for the end of, and to the end of the game. I didn't stick around for the okay. post game presser. So you I couldn't believe. ask him about the fall. Cause I, I've noticed <laughs> no one else asked, you know, you fucking cowards. Uh, Peter, you <laughs> spun around and you fell. Uh, are you thinking of getting some new shoes next time? Yes. It, are you, are you wet? Like, cause I'm pretty <laughs> sure your pants have to be soaked. I would not have Come asked on, that Daniel question. Sperry, ask the real question. <laughs> I would not have asked that question. Um, <laughs> it was, it was a very wet night. You know, I put up a video of how much rain was falling down. It was like sideways rain. You could see yeah. from the press box. That and then it was wet as shit. After, after the game, uh, like toward the end of the game, it started to slow down a little bit. And then right when the game actually ended, the skies opened up again. And I had to run from the Mazuma Plaza to the blue parking lot, which is just across the street. It's like 50 yards. Mm-hmm. Like that's it. And I looked like I jumped in too a, much. I looked like, no, it's not much at all. Oh, okay. But it was raining so hard that by the time I got from the plaza to my car, I looked like I jumped in a swimming pool with my clothes on. Right. Looked like you uh, took a little field slip and slide. It was, <laughs> it was so much water. So I'm glad they finished the game. Um, because it started lightning, lightninging like crazy again after the game. Yeah. So I think at that point they're like, let's just do it and hope that nobody dies. But it's a weird word to say. You about stroked out for a minute. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't know. But I don't know now. So zero zero, Courtney Ford, MLS team of the week. Shout out to him. Um, now we got FC Dallas on on Saturday night at seven thirty again at home. Yeah, the um, team's so nice. We might just play him twice. <laughs> we beat Dallas the last couple of open times cup, that baby. we've played them. Um, yeah, we do play them in the Open Cup too. Um, so 
I mean, this is this is a, a, a again not to sound like a broken record, but this is a big game, and and Dallas is is on a, a nice little unbeaten streak since uh, since March fifth. Um, so they beat Houston two to one last time. Then they drew with New York. They beat Colorado three to one. Drew with Chicago. Beat Portland four to one. Beat Dallas or beat uh, Nashville two zero. Last time they lost the game was March fifth. They lost to uh, New England one zero, and that's their only loss of the year. So. So you're saying there's a chance. (laughs) (laughs) This is, I just, again, not to sound like a broken record, but like this is a massive game for the sake of correcting the ship. At some point, we can't keep saying, okay, this is a statement game to correct the ship. And at some point it's like, okay, the ship's just sinking. And right now it's taking on water a lot. Yeah. It's not going to get any easier. You just played Columbus, and I'm telling you, they were at an all-time low. They were probably thrilled to get a point. Mm-hmm. We're already one of only three teams in the Western Conference that's played nine games. We have seven points through nine games. You know, granted, you could look at well, Seattle is tied with us on points. Colorado's got ninth. Portland uh, nine points. Portland's only got eleven points. They're in ninth place. You know, these are four playoff teams that are all below the line right now. Seattle's played two less games than us. Colorado's played one less game than us. Portland and Salt Lake are the only other two teams in the West who have played nine games. So yeah, it's not we like played we can... during the international break. Right. So we can't even do the, like, well, we got a game in hand argument. We don't. <laughs> so uh, this is like put up or shut up time. Like, yeah, we said that we kind of, or Peter himself has said, we kind of know who a team is after 10 games. Well, guess what? This is the 10th game. Oh boy. He has said that. And if there's not a win this Saturday, then I guess we know who we are. Yeah. Now, if you win, if you can get a full three points, you jump up to 10 points, and and then you're maybe only another win or so away from getting above the playoff line. So things can get corrected, but I'm, I'm about at that point to hit that button and be like, what are we doing? Now, Peter was asked uh, at some point during the, the last week about the transfer window uh, by the Blue Testament, and he, you know, Part of it was kind of what he always says, you know, we're always working on deals. Hopefully you can get one done. If you can't, you've got to go to the next window. So that's his typical answer. But but this mm-hmm. part's a little interesting. We're actively pursuing different options, but they have to work out in many different ways. We're working on it. So that makes it seem like maybe there is something that they're trying to get done before the window closes on May 4th, which is next week. So that's hmm, that's. I'm not going to say that anything, man. That's wishful thinking. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't take much stock in that really because yeah. normally we, we would have heard some rumors by now. I mean, so maybe not. Jossie Zardis just got traded. I would have taken him. I mean, he's not the world's best striker at this point anymore, but like at least he can score some goals. Like, I don't know if he's the best striker for Peter's system, but he went to Colorado from Columbus and it would have been something. So that, yeah. I mean, I now like, him. Maybe try to get Diego Rubio back, you know, maybe, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, I don't know. I think the Rapids play a two-striker system, so I think seeing Rubio and Zardes up there together is is probably something that's going to happen. It's a little but, dangerous. I mean, there are some, some Sporting KC fans that want to see uh, U.S. men's national team uh, player uh, Matthew Hoppe from Mallorca. Uh, come over now the 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 strongest links right now are atlanta united is apparently trying to sign him he can play wing he can play striker um there was a report from paul tenorio that says there's atlanta united 
and an unnamed MLS team that are trying to get Matthew Hoppy. So hmm. maybe Sporting KC is an unnamed MLS team. I don't know. It's probably wishful thinking, but that we'll is. See. I don't know what the money looks like or what the cap looks like, um, but it's. I, it doesn't feel like there's much wiggle room. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, when you got a couple of very expensive players on your team. Well, on my or one of them's hurt. <laughs> um, two of them. They, I think, uh, um, paid four million dollars for him. Is that right? I'm looking this up now. Uh, yeah, it's I think, quite a big chunk of change. So I don't think that they're gonna want to probably just give him away for nothing. And I don't think Sporting KC is gonna. Um, yeah, he came from Schalke to Mallorca for four million dollars. So, man, they're not gonna just want to give him away for nothing. Maybe a loan. I don't know, but we'll see. I just don't have, yeah, I don't have a lot of positive thoughts about acquiring someone in this window at all, but I would gladly love to be proven wrong, of course. Yeah, we'll see. So what are your thoughts on, on FC Dallas? Like, oh, I mean, God. it's it's hard to know, I guess, at this point, but like, what what do you want to see at least from a lineup standpoint? Dude, I have been very, very optimistic this year, mm-hmm. and I am not that anymore. Like, yeah. it took that Columbus game. I'm just so glad we got the Peter Vermees slide because <laughs> no, because that was a, it was a bright spot in my evening. I was like, Oh, I'm so happy now. But like, other than that, that sucked. And I'm like, I don't know if we have what it takes right now. Something's got to change. Mm-hmm. Johnny and Daniel can't do it by themselves. Uh, I don't know, man, we just might not be good and enough. We might not be good enough. I don't yeah. know. It's and all the players, even Courtney Ford is like, thanks. Thanks for being patient with us. And it's like, well, yeah, we're always going to be patient. Like we're not going anywhere. We did this damn podcast through a pandemic. All right. We, we <laughs> love, we love this team. We love the fans, coaches, the city. We're right. all, we're going to keep talking about you and supporting you. Cause as people know, we're not journalists, we're fans right. and we like to watch the team. So we'll right. still keep going. So it's tough. Let's get to uh, to some of these questions and, and thoughts because we have a lot of them, and we're, we're probably not going to be able to get to all of them. But how many we got? Uh, it's like twenty five or something. Like Whoa! That. What happened? <laughs> you uh, got, you ought to send a, a request for questions out early more often. <laughs> um, let's see here. Mitchell Dimer says, "My thoughts: zero zero game with two teams with no natural strikers. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I saw at least three chances for SKC to have a penalty kick. I don't know about that, but." Um, defense was solid with Ford and Volater. give this duo a few more games I I mean I think we're gonna see them I think that's the starting center back combo for the foreseeable future with EC injured and Fontas on the doghouse right could be fun so we'll see and then he said switch up the front three uh Daniel or Nikola in the middle and he said Shelton on the wing which I do like Shelton on the wing more than at striker but I think if you switch things up I don't want to just shuffle the 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 deck chairs around on the Titanic I want to put somebody new in there and so maybe put Nikola or Daniel at striker and maybe put Janice on the left wing, bring Daniel off the bench. I don't know. Something to, to change things up. But yeah, I don't think Daniel's earned a spot on the bench just yet. But I mean no. it's uh he's bet he's I think we're better with him on the field. So yeah. If that's saying anything. Uh Chip Colmia says after EC's concussion, how do you two feel about the back four and their ability to gel? Especially without Fontas there, and then having Ford get team of the week, is this something you could see going as the starters going forward, or will Vermees go back to the original starting four? Uh, starting four, bro. Ford making team of the week is everything. 
mm-hmm. only was his confidence riding high, being able to get the start like that at home, mm-hmm. now his confidence has to be soaring because no yeah. one wants to make team of the week and then go out there and poop the bed. You know what I mean? Right. They, they, I don't know. He's going to come hot next game, and I, I'm excited to see how he bounces back uh, uh, from that nom- from that nomination, if you will. Yeah, he's definitely going to be in the lineup. I think we'll see Volder in the in the starting lineup again. I, I just, if he's I, not in the lineup, that's on Peter. It's like you just had a team of the week center back and you benched him. Who the hell are you? Go take a slide. Well, one thing we know about Peter from from years past is that he, if anything, he doesn't switch up things too early. He tends to hold on to them too long. So yeah. if, if things work and, and Courtney Ford worked, he's going to leave him in there until it doesn't. Exactly. That's why so. I'd be super surprised and super angry if he took him out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kev Mendo says last year it was Shelton this year. It's easy. Who else is going to have to wind up in the hospital from reckless challenges oh, before people realize that maybe PV has a point about how much pro sucks. I'm not trying to jinx anybody, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's about, about time Roger put someone in the hospital though. I tell you that that's, that's coming. <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, Drake Ewing, he goes, how about a positive note? Ford oh. and Denbe and Janice have all been great offseason additions. Hernandez and Remy have been fantastic. I doubt we will make a deep playoff run, but we have great building blocks for next year. Bro, how dare you bring a positive <laughs> note? How dare you? Don't, don't you know we're like, we like to be doom and gloom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, uh, no, he's, he's right, though, right? Those are all great additions. Yeah, yeah, they are. I, so Defense is not the problem right now. No, definitely not. But we'll Maybe. see. We'll see. Um, let's see here. Fan XY says, if there was one player within MLS that Sporting KC could sign and trade for, what position and who do you think would fit the SKC mold? So that's a tough question because there's so many different players, obviously, and, and so many different systems. Um, this might sound like a cop-out answer, but you said if there's one player, it could be anybody. Uh, I think right now I'd take Carlos Heel from the new England revolution who are also sure. sort of like fallen off the charts. They go from the best team ever to like apparently a trash bag team and it's cop out. Cause yeah, he was MVP last year, but we are missing that creative spark, that engine in the midfield. And he is a yeah. number 10 who can, he can score goals. He can set up other people. We just need somebody in the midfield to unlock Johnny, unlock Daniel and maybe unlock a striker. I would take a number 10 who could play right now over a new striker. That's interesting because he, I mean, I'd even take a, I'd take a CJ Sapong at number nine. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. Just a, That's more realistic. Just a twist. Yeah. <laughs> it, more realistic for sure. But been like, just oh, it's the MVP. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Lionel Messi could come be a number 10 if that was a thing, you know. <laughs> uh, Connor Bateman. The best part of the game was where me wiping out on the sidelines. <laughs> I'm going to pee myself. I am absolutely <laughs> peeing. <laughs> um, Matthew Shelfield says, not saying Zussi can't play, but he's turning 36 soon, and we ask a Stop. lot out of a right back. Will we Get rest him before he breaks into pieces? Matthew, the man is not <laughs> a bunch of pieces. He is one piece, a hunk of man meat. He's a hunk of hunk of burning love. He's not going anywhere. He ain't breaking. <laughs> he ain't breaking. You know what his mobility and re- regeneration routine is? No? Well, if you do, let me know, because <laughs> yeah. that'd be important. Um. Let's see. BVB Spurs says, if we pursue and get Hoppy, see, people are asking about it. Uh-oh. Could we announce him this window and have him report after the La Liga season? Uh, first off, we're probably not going to get Hoppy. But second, I think that's how you say his name. I don't know. But um, 
if Bunny we is ready. if we announce a loan, but he's not coming until after the La Liga season, we will have to wait until the the secondary transfer window. Yeah, so that's a couple months away. So if we're gonna, oh do boy, it, I don't know. Not optimistic. Um, Cutter Whitley says, at what point do you think Peter Vermees finally makes a change at the nine? And why do you think he still thinks Shelton can do something when he obviously cannot? I mean, is it this week? Is this week that Voinovich tries to start again? I mean, this is, this is the, the consistent question. Kevin Watkins, what's the point of picking up uh, Voinovich if Vermees is going to sit him behind a striker who has a single shot in nine games? Um, like oh, this, Kevin, Kevin getting sassy. <laughs> this is, uh, I mean, kind of the, the thing, um, you know, Ruben Gonzalez, if you could have Polito or Kinda back healthy tomorrow, who would you take? That's an interesting question. Polito or Kinda? Polito. Um, I mean, I think, yeah. Because Polito does midfield jobs as well, dude. Polito can drop back and, and he can kind of play both. So yeah, if Polito was going to stay healthy, I'd have Polito back, but I think Kinda would be, would be huge. Um, Girl Dad says everyone keeps suggesting players to game strategy to fix the lack of scoring for the club. None of it has worked. Uh, why not try two for one drink night or free tacos to shake things up? Someone needs to score. Might as well be the fans. Wow, so, love that. <laughs> he's just love like that. Giving up on the season and being like, just give us food. <laughs> We're fine. <laughs> tacos. He's he trying to get to the stadium for tacos. I love yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dylan Mathern says, it's early and I get it, but at what point do we look at the tactics and say they're not good enough? Empty possession of a game, and the problem isn't we just need a better nine. We are too predictable. Every attacking run is straightforward, and we aren't hard to mark. I think there's some truth to that. Yeah. Uh, like, I mean, we talked about earlier. Just a lot of long balls and a lot of, you know, lack of creative play in the offense. So, um, <laughs> this one's kind of funny. Uh, Cody says, and I'm going to read it exactly as he wrote it. Why Pete no sub more? Fresh leg better than old tired leg. <laughs> Why Peter no sub? Why I hate. <laughs> <laughs> because he bastard man. <laughs> um, Okay, this one I think is the most insane. Not okay. This is a little off the wall, and I don't think this is true. But Anthony Martinez came in hot. I don't know if you saw this one. He said, "Okay, if Peter Vermees let the fans pick the starting eleven, we would be in a playoff spot." Oh, whoa! Oh, <laughs> that's the noise Peter made when he fell down. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, that's wild. What, what are we trying to? I mean, we do we do get to pick the starting eleven every week for a chance to win a. Uh, Better Homes and Garden gift card or some shit. I don't know what that is. Uh, Westlake Hardware or something or other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Ace Westlake. That's uh, why I said Better Homes. Here's the thing. What would the fans change? Like, what would the fans change on this current roster as it stands that would make yeah. things such a drastic turnaround that we'd have like eight more points than we have now? Right. You just, you have seven people on the bench. Are we saying that like all seven of those people would start? Like, right. Like, okay, and one of them's a goalkeeper. Let's, you put you put Voinovich in. Voinovich, maybe he's great, but he's not. One player's not going to get you like seven more points in five games. Like that's just not how it's yeah. going to work. And Caden Pierre, maybe he's good, but I don't think he's going to be so much better than Zusi that like he's the difference maker. I think it's just a perfect storm of a lot of things that have just really hit SKC hard this year. And yeah, and hopefully Peter can find a way to to work around it. But we'll see. 
I do so. think this is the best lineup available, and it's uh, we're just not as good as some other teams. I I think I don't know. We're and not making he, like silly silly passes or anything like that. We're just not getting it done. And on that point, it's on Peter to to fix it to find better players bring them in and get rid of the ones who can't do it and you know he's he's the the uh, technical director as well so okay figure it out and, I'd and love this is to where be, you earn your money I, i'd love to be cc'd on some emails like if uh if jake reed is hitting up peter like hey what are we doing to fix this like or like i i can't see jake reed being like super panicky right now you know what i mean i think we're kind of waiting until summer seeing what we can do to give peter the tools he needs to be successful uh but it'd be i'd be interested to to see their email back and forth you know mm-hmm. um and let's see here um it's b schwartz now says we're changing it up a little bit here uh she says uh if the current continue their challenge cup form throughout the regular season do you think their attendance will reach over half capacity can they increase support mm-hmm. they are a blast to watch yeah no, uh, also- no joke and then she says, parenthetically, also, I know the fans are irritated with Kyrie, but he was at the current game cheering them on. So, Oh, no shit. Shout out to Kyrie. That's awesome. Yeah. I had no idea. Uh, so. Dude, Casey Current, man, like, yeah, they've been in a group in this Challenge Cup of three sub-level teams, and they, they won their group. And, like, it wasn't easy for them. I mean, they, they only had one loss, so that mm-hmm. was cool. But they had to play each team twice, and now – they will get a little a little challenge here with yeah. North Carolina Courage, and they'll have to be challenged some more when they play, uh, uh, you know, an OL Reign or a, a Gotham FC or something. You know, it's it'll be interesting. I don't know if this form keeps up through the whole season, but they're certainly on a good start. And they just announced their, uh, their first ever um, custom match date kit. It's the secondary jersey for the 2022 NWSL regular season. It's called the Electric what Kit. What do you mean custom? What does like, that mean? It's the first one that's like, you know, designed for them. Like the red oh, one okay. they had, like it was like a template that they put it on. But like, The red this is one like... pissed me off when I saw the <laughs> the Canadian men's national team wearing it. And I was like, what the fuck is this? Right. <laughs> yeah. I, been... I was like, I don't feel special at all. Hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray unbelievable <laughs> so now you're right yeah this is uh they actually had a say in this and it's it's cool this is their kit and it and it's white and it's got the sweet teal uh marking sort of on the corners like i'm buying this kit you're I'm buying it to, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna have to buy like a 4xl because nike makes their kits for children bro nike's bad my buddy chris <laughs> who's significantly smaller than me wears the same size as me and he's like <laughs> he'll make comments and be like i don't get how we wear the same size and i'm like look at me we don't I just happen to be wearing the same size. I'm about to rip out of this thing. <laughs> yeah, but this is this is a fantastic kit. I like this kit a lot more than the sporting kit this year. I'm not going to lie. Oh, yeah. Are you going to come to some Casey Current games? I will, yeah. The, the tough part is, like, they, they schedule them in the midweek and, and a lot of times, and that's a lot harder, but I'm definitely going to make Right. We just went Sunday afternoon, but whatevs. Okay, well. <laughs> I'm watching my dog because... You know, I was home alone. I had to get the dog, but um, <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Don't support women's sports. It's fine. Hey, okay. First <laughs> off, I love the Casey Current. I'm excited. I'm gonna get get well, to games. We got there. a seat I, for you. When I you're got my ready. founding member scarf on my wall. Your founding member? Yes, I am. Oh, you're the real deal. Yeah, exactly. I have a scarf. Me to too, prove. man. We got a seat next to you on our founding member bench in the uh, supporter section for you. <laughs> there you go. Um, so shout out to the Casey Current. So. 
Uh, and then I guess lastly, before we log off for the week, uh, are you at Is all? Is that all twenty four comments? That's most of them. There were a couple all other right. ones, but that's all right. We're running out of time here. Well, I apologize. Um, are you at all interested tonight in watching the first leg of the CCL final, Pumas versus Seattle? This one's down in uh, in Mexico. Mm. Probably won't watch. Um, what's it? A nine o'clock game, probably. Nine thirty. Yeah, definitely won't watch. Uh, but you know, it's uh, it's cool. I mean, I'll keep an eye on the score and stuff, so it's exciting. Yeah. Leg two is going to be May fourth in Seattle, and they got Marshawn Lynch out there doing videos, trying to sell out Lumen Field, and uh, it's a pretty hilarious video. You can go to Sounders Twitter and watch it. Marshawn Lynch is just a funny person, so he's pretty hype, dude. I love him and everything <laughs> he stands for. You know, yeah. he only shows up places so he doesn't get fined. It's a big deal. <laughs> but, I love uh, it. Are you, are you, if Seattle wins and they're the first MLS team to win CCL, are you happy with that? Or are, are you going to be annoyed that Seattle can forever yeah. hold on to that? Bittersweet. Uh, just be interesting to see how long they talk about it, you know? Yeah. I'd rather it be Seattle than Atlanta. True. I'll say that. True. Or yeah. LAFC. You know, at least Seattle's been around a little bit. Yeah. But, but Seattle fans will be insufferable if they win. Oh, for sure. And you got some Seattle friends too. So I might do. as well get ready to cut ties. Time to, <laughs> time to not talk to them, block exactly. the name. Exactly. So anyway, um, that's about all we got. You got anything else for our good listeners? That's it, huh? No, I mean, do yourself a favor and, and watch that Peter Vermees video about five more times. Cause <laughs> just, just start your day out with it. A lot of you start your day out with Wordle, uh, start it with Peter Vermees and then Wordle. It's a there great time. Go. There you go. <laughs> Well, thank you all so much for listening and for, for sticking with us uh, through this. Uh, it's a tough time right now, but hopefully SKC turns it around. But either tough way, times. we'll be here every week. Uh, make sure you leave us that five-star rating and review. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram, at NoOtherPod, at Dan Kuzer, at JCMac03. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash NoOtherPod, or shoot us an email, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. But until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. We'll catch you all later. See ya. It's hot times right now. Yeah.